0: I'm Joel Parker. And I'm Susan Moran. This is How on Earth, the show that makes you smarter. Today is Tuesday, March 6, 2012.
1: Coming up, we talk with the author of a new book titled The Wandering Gene in the Indian Princess. It's about a breast cancer gene that links a beautiful young Hispano woman from Colorado to her ancient Jewish ancestors.
2: You had a piece of the material world that could connect this very weird culture in contemporary southern colorado with the struggles of jews to claim a place for themselves in the middle east three thousand years ago and that is really cool
0: And tune in next Tuesday when we'll look at the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant disaster a year later. I'll interview two nuclear experts, Jeff King, a nuclear engineer at the Colorado School of Mines, and Len Acklin, a journalism professor at CU Boulder. Acklin wrote the book Making a Real Killing, Rocky Flats and the Nuclear West, several years ago. So mark your
1: calendars. Also for your calendar, the Colorado Science Society is hosting a lecture on climate change tomorrow night, March 7th. The speaker is Dr. Kevin Trenberth, distinguished scientist at the National Center for Atmospheric Research, that's NCAR. The talk will be given at Metro State College, Denver, at 7 p.m. Wednesday, March 7th, in the North Classroom Building, room 1030. For more details, go to... coloscisoc.org that's c-o-l-o-s-c-i-s-o-c dot o-r-g and also for your calendars uh, next week at fisk planetarium on the cu boulder campus there will be a talk on max goes to the moon some of you may remember that uh, the author of this book, Jeff Bennett, uh, has been on our show a few times talking about not only his kid series of Max Goes to the Moon and Max Goes Everywhere Else. Max, of course, is a dog, Uh, but also an author of other books uh, such as Math for Life and uh, several astronomy textbooks. This uh, talk will be featuring astronaut Alvin Drew, who read the book, Max goes to the moon while on a recent shuttle mission. So that is next Friday, March 16th at 7 p.m. at Fisk Planetarium. You can get more information at 303-492-5002.
0: Can I sign up for that when I go to the moon?
1: Oh, you <laughs> bet. I'm, too fun. I'm, I'm there too.
0: <laughs> I wasn't as interested until now in going to the moon. And also, tune in right now for our spring Pledge Drive Science Show. We've got a great new book to offer to those who call in and pledge their support by calling 303 449 The book, as you heard a bit of a teaser before, is called The Wandering Gene, and we'll be sharing an interview with the author in just a moment.
1: But first, we want to share with you that the How on Earth show is now an award-winning science show. The Colorado Broadcasters Association has given your science show a top award for being one of the best radio shows in Colorado, and it's an award that includes you our listeners, because your listening and your financial support of KGNU are what make this science show possible. Isn't that true, Shelley?
3: This is so true. We are so thankful for all of you who listen to The Science Show and give us the inspiration to provide you with great programming about national things happening, international things, and also about local events happening and local scientists. We are so grateful for your support and your attention, and we're grateful for this team of volunteers who come in every week to make The Science Show possible. This book that we're offering, The Wandering Gene, is one of many Opportunities that we have to thank you If you would like a copy of that You can call us here at 303-449-4885 We also have some other books If you would like to have some of them And Susan and Joel have a great sampling of books That they can share with you That are also science related
1: One of the ones that you may remember We talked about and interviewed the author Was Moonwalking with Einstein By Joshua Ford This is the art and science of remembering anything And we have two copies of that book. If you want to call in and make your pledge at 303-449-4885. And we have another
0: book, several actually. One is called The Empire of the Beetle. How Human Folly and a Tiny Bug Are Killing North America's Great Forests. It's by a Canadian journalist, Andrew Nicky Fork. We had him on the show a few weeks ago, and it's about those voracious insects, the um, result of which you see throughout the Front Range and, and beyond on the West Slope, all the way to Alaska, actually. So how they're making their living, how they cause this pine bark... Epidemic and how humans have made the problem a heck of a lot worse. So a couple copies of those for pledges of $40 or more by calling now at 303-449-4885.
1: And while you're calling, we'll play a first segment of an interview that we had about our uh, feature today. This is a story about a beautiful young Hispano woman in the St. Louis Valley in Colorado who one day found a pea-sized lump in her breast. Her name was Shawnee Medina, She was both Spanish and Native American, and the Spanish side of her family had been in the San Luis Valley for many centuries, farming, ranching, and for the most part, devout Catholics. In this first segment, the author of The Wandering Gene and the Indian Princess talks about the breast cancer gene. It's a mutation that is over a thousand years old. For more, hear Shelley talking with The Wandering Gene's author, Jeff Wheelwright.
2: you hear BRCA1, BRCA2?
3: The breast cancer gene.
2: Breast and ovarian cancer. The condition is called heritable breast and ovarian cancer, and it is a consequence of inheriting a mutation in a BRCA1 or BRCA2.
3: So it's not a problem to have the BRCA1 or BRCA2 gene. The problem is if you have the mutation called, what is it, 185-del-AG? 185-del-AG. This is also a marker for prostate cancer in men.
2: You have a higher risk if you're a male carrier of, uh, pr- of prostate cancer. There's some suggestion in pancreatic cancer as well, male breast cancer, which is a very rare condition anyway, and your risk uh, is a little higher. But where men fit into the problem, most importantly, is the disguised carriers. Uh, if you have a couple of brothers in a family and... One sister, let's say, and um, she's not a carrier, but the men are, and then the next generation, whoops, you know, you have a bunch of daughters, and all of a sudden you you got breast and ovarian cancer. You say, what happened? Well, you go back and you look at the sort of silent carrier, if you will, the male.
3: So this is this is a scary gene, BRCA1, BRCA2, 185-del-AG. That's a scary one because it's a strong predictor of cancer. Who in the world carries these genes in general?
2: This particular mutation is a Jewish so-called Jewish founder mutation. It's one of three that is characteristic of Jews and their rate uh, in Ashkenazi Jews, which are the most um, numerous Jews in the world and um, most American Jews are Ashkenazi, their uh, rate is 10 times higher for having this particular mutation than your and my rate. I don't think you're, unless, are you Jewish?
3: I haven't checked my DNA, so I don't know.
2: You don't know. But if you, if you have Ashkenazi Jewish relatives, then you might be at higher risk. But still, it's only 1 in a 100 if you're Jewish. If you're not Jewish, it's 1 in a 1,000 or so. And it would be different. It would be step-spelled differently. 185 dal is a Jewish-spelled gene, but there are other possible mutations that occur in all ethnic groups of the world.
3: And some of these cause an increased risk of something like breast cancer. What is it, 200,000? new cases of breast cancer every year in the United States.
2: That's about right, but still only 5%, 10% of these are, are caused by these very powerful uh, genes.
3: You, you mentioned that in your book that most cancers are not caused by a family cluster of genetic mutations. But with this one, this 185 del AG, it's different. It's a very high probability that if a woman has that mutation, she'll have breast cancer.
2: The risk over a lifetime is about 80% for breast cancer and for ovarian cancer, it's about 40%.
3: That's pretty high.
2: You know, the mutation is the problem. Most people have a healthy copy of, let's say, BRCA1, which is a very long gene. Its job is to stop cancer. So if you disable one of the copies through a mutation at birth, Your backup copy is all the more vulnerable, and if that fails through another random accident during your lifetime...
3: Here you have this mutation that makes it more likely that the tumor suppressor gene won't work right, which can increase the risk of cancer, and especially breast cancer. Then you focus on a woman named Shawnee Medina, who was 26 years old when she found a pea-sized lump in one of her breasts. What was she like?
2: Well, I wish I had known her. I've spent, um, you know, the last five years thinking very hard about her, and I just put a picture of her, which I kept on my desk. I finally moved it up a little bit out of my range, so, so I'm, I'm trying to as, a, as a separate myself a little bit from her. Physically, she had a very powerful physical presence on the people. Everyone remembers her as a vivacious, beautiful, confident, really a dynamic person.
3: Shani Medina's family they're probably the oldest Native Americans who have something besides Native American blood in the United States.
2: They're indigenous, and yes, as you say, and really on two sides. Indigenous Native Americans on, on one side, about, about 30% of, on average, Hispano blood is Native American, and the rest is Spanish. They really are, in effect, the original New Mexican colonists from mexico uh via spain
3: shawnee was a member of this clan down in the san luis valley there was some emphasis on it's kind of better to look white have light skin instead of darker more indigenous complexion
2: shawnee and her family if you, if you met them they're they're really white she was really really quite white and uh, there's a genetic reason perhaps for that her ancestors in new mexico in effect, would try to marry marry a whiter person than themselves and produce a lighter baby. This
3: was also a society which it was important to be Catholic, and it was a proud heritage to be a Spanish Catholic. And Shawnee Medina had a pea-sized lump in her breast that ended up having this mutation that's known as a mutation that occurs in people with Jewish heritage. How do you explain that?
2: Most probably what happened is that she is a descendant of Jews in Spain who were forced to convert to Christianity in the, in the Middle Ages and even earlier. These are called Sephardic Jews as opposed to the Ashkenazi Jews I mentioned. They're known to carry um, this particular mutation and so f- if they were fleeing the Inquisition they might be more likely to, to go to the New World, to go to Mexico. Some of them actually maintained their Jewish practices in secret. Uh, those were called crypto Jews. It's almost certain that Shani's relatives included people like these.
0: Well, Shelley, I know that was the um, first segment of that, but fascinating. It sounds like a very complex, interwoven story. Are there many of
3: these folks like? Shawnee still in the San Luis Valley? You know, I believe that there are, Susan, that there's a whole culture and there's a whole population there of what the is technically called people who have Hispano heritage as opposed to Hispanic because they're a group that have been in this area for a long, long time. Maybe they're the oldest Europeans that have been in the United States. They've been here longer than practically anyone else, and they married some of the Native American folks in that area. But a lot of them, because of the ethnic and prejudices and the social issues, like Jeff Wheelwright says, they tended to look for people who had light complexions because it gave them a step up in the world, Mm -hmm. which meant that their genetic pool was a little bit more limited, and this mutation got a chance to get stronger. It's quite a story.
1: And, and you can get more details about that story from the book, The Wandering Gene* and the Indian Princess, which we're offering as a premium for a new or renewed membership to KGNU of $60. If you call 303-449-4885, you can secure your copy of that book.
3: That's right. And this is an example of some of the great stories that come from our region. After all, this is a story about Colorado that has national and international implications. It's kind of like a scientific murder mystery where the murder is happening through this very strange mutation where today if a woman has this at the age of her 20s she may face the possibility of being told by a doctor that she needs to have her breasts removed and also her uterus at at (sighs) that young age to face that kind of issue and there's been a lot of debate about whether women should know this kind of thing or not it's a it's a huge issue
0: and already isn't it one out of every two and a half women, I think, statistically, is going to get breast cancer in her life?
3: Yes, and and in this book you can learn and and hear about how actually most women who get breast cancer, it's not related to their genes. It's a very unusual thing for ha- it to be a truly genetic risk, but this is one of those unusual mutations that really does increase the risk. And Jim Pollan, who's a member of our science team, you've been looking into this risk and reading up on this story, and you were mentioning that the risk is very high.
2: Yes,
1: the risk for breast cancer, this gene is present, is 80% over the lifetime uh, of the of the person and 40% for cervical cancer. Those are extremely high rates and, might justify a preemptive care
3: it might but why wouldn't it be nice if someday someone figures out a better preemptive care than radical mastectomy and cutting out your uterus
0: Absolutely. So that book, again, um, The Wandering Gene, you can get by calling 303-449-4885 for a pledge of $60 or more.
1: It's just another example of the type of local news and local stories that you can get here on your personal community radio station, KGNU. This is a science show that's developed for you, for our listeners, and it can only be done with your support. So please call in at 303 303- 449-4885.
0: In fact, one of the things I so love about this show, that this story Shelley's portraying now, uh, shows so well, is it's just so eclectic. We've ranged from robotics and Arduino electronics to renewable energy to neuroscience to astronomy to moonwalking with Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> Jim Pullen, our engineer, has another book also to pitch.
1: Right. Rocket Men, the epic story of the first men on the moon. And we've interviewed the author, Craig Nelson, here before on our award-winning show, How on Earth. Please uh, join us at 303-449-4885. You can get a copy of that book, Rocket Men, for a $40 new or renewed pledge and learn everything you wanted to know about the history of the rocket program.
0: And so I thought we would um, move to the second segment of Shelley's feature of the wandering gene. And in this segment, we learn more about the wandering gene and the Indian princess. We learn about cancer experts at the Penrose Cancer Center in Colorado Springs. They realized that they'd been treating some Hispano women from the San Luis Valley who had a mutation that made them more prone to cancer, a mutation that was known as this, what she called the Jewish mutation. You'll hear in this segment about Rabbi Eckstein, who counseled Orthodox Jews in New York about who their children could safely marry in their small community without increasing the risk of birth defects. He could do this because these families willingly gave the rabbi tubes of blood from their kids. And then Rabbi Eckstein looked at the DNA and compared it to the DNA of people their children might date. But he never told his community about what their DNA contained. He kept that to himself. And you'll hear about some DNA researchers who took the opposite view, that we should reveal what is in the DNA of anyone who wants to know it. But let's start with those cancer researchers in Colorado Spring who realized that the higher rates of cancer in Hispana women were linked to a mutation that's known as a Jewish cancer mutation.
2: Three or four counselors I work with, they were the ones who discovered by comparing medical notes that their breast cancer patients, whom they have been counseling, were, one, uh, carrying this Jewish mutation, and two, all seemed to come from the San Luis Valley, have relatives there. So they were the ones who first published this very strange finding that a Jewish gene had shown up in the Hispanic Catholic community. It came really at the very end of the historical investigation of crypto Judaism that there were secret Jews among the original colonists of New Mexico. And sometime in the 1980s, a historian named Stanley Hordis, who was the state historian of New Mexico, put together a pretty strong argument that these practices persisted well into the 20th century. They would have mirrors covered or Certain candles being lit on Friday night. These traditions were pretty common in Hispano families, and some families began to regard them with new eyes and saying, "Well, I remember this in my grandmother's house. Is that is that a Jewish thing?" It, poss- it possibly was. The genetic finding that you refer to comes at the almost as a capstone, as a you can say, as the as the final nail to provide some sort of biological underpinning for this somewhat controversial notion that crypto Judaism survived in, you know, as long as it did in New Mexico. This shows that, well, you know, you can have a cultural memory and also maybe some biological proof. And I write about one of Shani's cousins. She has these memories of strange, possibly Jewish practices in her grandmother's house. And she also does carry the the 185-DELA gene mutation.
3: You know, it seemed like in that family, after all the tragedies they'd had with relatives dying of breast cancer, finding out that they were Jewish, they didn't even bat an eye. It was kind of like, okay, what do we do with this from a health standpoint especially? That was their main concern.
2: Most of the uh, people in that extended family they were not particularly upset to be told they were related to Jews. But there were, some, there were some male relatives, apparently, who were adamant that this could not be true. And they, as a result, they stayed away from the counseling session. So
3: there's this interesting blend in your story about times that people had to keep their identities hidden and times where they forgot their identities, and times where it was very important to find their identities again for all kinds of reasons, including their health. Sometimes where information had to be kept secret, and other times where it was important to share it. Even now, with the FDA, it's the same issue. How much is the FDA going to be like Rabbi?
2: X-Den yes, or is the FDA
3: going to be like
2: Jeff Shaw? You know, I mean, uh...
3: Uh, the FDA right now is... They're, they're kind of saying that this information, we shouldn't be sharing so much of it because you could scare people, and we don't know enough about how to share it. So you have groups like, you listed them, 23andMe.
2: Oh, the, on, the online consumer um, gene testing. It's fun to look into your ancestry, but then to get a health profile, which your disease predispositions are, um, as Harry Oster says, it's it's a little bit the Wild West. People can be misled if they don't have proper genetic counseling. The science is at a stage of immaturity much more, I think, than, than people realize. With the exception of these pronounced single gene conditions like heritable breast and ovarian cancer, cystic fibrosis, Huntington's disease, these conditions and the genetic tests for them have been around for 20 years, but heart disease your risk of Alzheimer's. The genetic knowledge about this is still in the infancy. And so gene testing companies that you can sign up for and get and get a profile without a proper genetic counselling session, yes, the FDA seems to be trying to, to rein these in. The
4: wandering gene, what a fascinating story. What a fascinating book. We would love to give this to you as your thank you gift for supporting science on how on earth the show that makes you smarter. I always feel smarter when I listen on a Tuesday (laughs) morning. It really is amazing. And the cultural sociological implications of all of this science transcends so many people. So if you think, well, I'm not a scientist. It's not really my thing. This story really resonates with everyone because, as I said, it touches history, culture, sociological issues, and it has generated amazing discussion Right here in the studio, we're having a great discussion here all about these implications. Who has the right to hide information from you? But maybe it's in the society's best interest. I mean, who knows? All of these questions, really interesting. What a great book uh, club book to get for somebody here. Because the debate that it's generating right here amongst us KGNU producers. In fact, we're
0: talking about starting a book club right right now on (laughs) air
4: because really it's just so interesting. But, you know, the question of uh, whether or not to support KGNU, that is... Without doubt, the answer of that to that question is of course yes. Now it's particularly because we actually have a challenge. I don't know if you've even mentioned this yet. For science and for Alan Watts, we need to hear from three zero new or renewing listeners. Now this is until nine thirty, so it's gonna go for another half an hour until the end of Alan Watts. We need to hear from three zero thirty new or renewing listeners. If we do, the Lewis Singer Fund will pitch in an additional which is a huge amount it's only going to happen when you go to the phones won't you support this award winning show that has been put on for so many years by tireless, dedicated, professional volunteer producers giving up their time, giving up their passion to share these amazing stories with you. Be that next caller, 303-449-4885.
3: Oh, we'd love to talk with you more. We have a few books that we're going to mention and then we're going to thank some callers and then we're going to go to Alan Watts because it's nine o'clock. You're listening to KGNU Boulder, Denver, 88.5 FM and 1390 AM. What are some of those books, Joel?
1: So we have a couple copies of Moonwalking with Einstein for a $40 membership. And we have a single copy, going fast, of Rocket Men, the epic story of the first men on the moon.
0: And we already mentioned Empire of the Beetle, a couple copies of that. And one we haven't mentioned yet, but we interviewed the author a few weeks ago, Alexis Madrigal, is Powering the Dream, the History and Promise of Green Technology. You'll learn things like way back in the 1800s, solar power and electric Bicycles and motorcycles were actually booming. So fascinating book for a pledge of at least $40.
1: And uh, we have a couple thanks that we would like to give here for uh, memberships. We have uh, Joe who uh, called in and will be taking the book. Uh, Also Cecilia who... increased her monthly pledge uh because she loves the tuesday shows so much in particular how on earth alan watts and several other shows so thank you both very much for your support
3: and we have christopher dugan to thank as well who called in from denver and he is giving us a suggestion he says that he likes to listen to the news he can't hear the music because of a bad signal in Denver. And actually, folks, when you call, we love to hear comments like that because it tells us how to make our station even better. So thank you for that comment, Chris,
4: uh, Christopher, and please call us here at 303-449-4885. We need to hear from you one by one by one. We're going to get to this challenge of 30 calls, new or renewing listeners. I know we
1: have at least 30 30 people listening, right? Oh,
4: I know. (laughs) Yes, you and your 29 friends sitting there in the kitchen talking about how great How on Earth is. Why don't you all pick up the phone right now or go to the internet and go to KGNU.org and pledge securely online however you choose to do it. The important thing is, is that you say yes and that you affirm your support for science programming this show the show that makes you smarter think of everything that you learn every single Tuesday morning and then segueing perfectly into Alan Watts and the mysticism and spirituality that we uh, are exposed to on Tuesday mornings at 9 it's a perfect lineup for you we know you appreciate it we hear from you outside of the pledge drives responding to the shows that you hear right now we're asking you to respond in the form of a pledge and get us to this challenge this morning 30 new or renewing listeners by the end of Alan Watts that includes you so go to the phone 3034494885